dare change the channel. Don't you know the show is about to begin? By following us on Facebook and Patreon, we'll give you exclusive content and keep you updated. So real quick before we get jumping into it. Um, so when we recorded the happy endings with Chase, I'm really curious as to why Chase is so obsessed with that Megan cop lady. Because he brought it up so many times during that show before, during and after as well. That I'm like, do we need to have an intervention with him that not because there's some thought on the Internet? who did some wrong that we really need to uh, have a sit down with him and be like, look, man, she's not real. She exists, but she's not real. You, you have no chance, bud. I mean, maybe he's just got a cop fetish. I don't know. Well, if that's the case, um, when we come to Kansas this October, I'm bringing him with, and you will have to be in your police deputy, uh, costume because mm. we all know you did that for halloween oh yeah totally i don't get enough of wearing that kind of stuff so in my free time <laughs> i'll make sure the handcuffs are fuzzy <laughs> okay uh sorry about that uh weird intro everyone thanks for joining us here on the oddity project this week we're going to talk about the super bowl it is probably the biggest holiday in all of America. Like, fuck Christmas, fuck Thanksgiving, fuck Valentine's Day. It's Super Bowl season. There's uh, nothing better to exactly talk about. There, there's only two seasons throughout the year, and that's football season and not football season. And while I'm happy it's football season, I am at the same time sad that here we are coming out to the end of it with the biggest game of the year. But, I mean, we'll be hitting preseason not too long, really. Like, you yeah. look at how long the seasons really are. They don't like the seasons last, what, like almost nine months when you go from like the beginning of preseason up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the they'll start the preseason games. It's normally August, I think it is. Okay, so a lot shorter than I estimated. Yeah, but I still have to go the next six months without football. Well, I mean, you always have football movies. It's just not the same as watching the games. So, just as I had said that, what is your favorite football movie? I've never, I don't think we've ever talked about this. I mean, the only ones that I can even think of that come to mind are like radio and. Oh, God, what's that other one? The um, Longest Yard. Uh, okay, yeah, The Longest Yard is a good one. Um, God, no, the one I'm trying to remember think of the is, Titans. No, uh, it's got Sandra Bullock, 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 however the fuck you say her name. Sandra Bullock, the blind uh, side. Yeah, that's it. What about the replacements with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, that's not a bad one. That's my favorite bad. football movie. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, because I don't get too crazy into football, but. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, like, watching the mo- football movies just isn't the same as watching a game, so I just, I've never really gotten too big into them. They're not bad watches by any means, but 
not something that I go searching out for when I can't watch football, you know? Yeah, fair enough. It doesn't give you the same nostalgia because like watching a movie, it's pretty expected. It's always the underdog and the underdog winning. Yeah. So it's like you watch a movie, you're like, yeah, you know. They're making some good money off of it. They might as well win the game, right? And then you watch football and you're like, they're all making good money. So either team better better win. Except for my team better win because they're the better team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that feeling is like. I'm a Steelers fan. These last couple of years have been pretty rough. Hey, man. If you look at it, you guys are you guys are due. So it's been since 2006. Yeah, it's been a rough last couple of years being a Steelers fan. Uh, they'll get back to it eventually. It's just, uh, yeah, we'll call it rebuilding years. Hey, as long as they win before the Browns do, I'm honestly happy. Which actually, I think even even though they haven't had a uh, the best last couple of years, I think they did still maintain uh, Mike Tomlin, their head coach. He's never had a season where he's been under fifty percent coaching the Steelers I think they actually managed to hold that record still uh, they stayed over 50% this year let's get into it I got some notes you got some notes we'll just kind of go back and forth a little bit here I'll start off we'll start off simple and easy what year did the first Super Bowl take place 1967 ha you got it correct <laughs> I thought I'd throw you for a loop there no, no, because that's uh, that's pretty common if you know Roman numericals or an avid yeah, football well, fan. Yeah, but what was the Super Bowl originally called? Cornhuskers United something. I don't know. It was the AFL NFL World Championship game. Yeah. That's been going on since like what, like the 1880s or 1890s or some shit. No, no, no. That was 1967. Was the first AFL NFL World Championship. It wasn't called Super Bowl One until later on. Okay. Because uh, how, how that actually came about was you had originally it was the NFL. Now there had been several other leagues that had popped up um, in between. Because in in this time frame, they're going on about between 30 and 40 years when all this starts. Then you have the AFL that pops up, which was another one that the NFL just kind of wrote off thinking they're not, they're not going to do anything. They're just going to end up signing all the NFL's rejected players and they'll fizzle out. Well, the exact opposite happened. And yes, they signed the NFL rejects, but it turns out a lot of them were just, uh, misjudged characters by the NFL and were actually talented players. So, it actually gained a lot of popularity. When this, the AFL starts, this is 1960. Um, by now, the NFL is already going into its 41st year, or its 41st season. Um, they write them off, but it actually goes the opposite way. AFL turns out to be a hit. Now, with the two differing leagues, there was kind of a agreement that they wouldn't go after players who were already contracted on, with a team on the other league. Now that actually ends up changing when the giants, they signed 
Pete Gogolak, who is already a signed place kick holder with the Buffalo Bills. Now the Giants are an NFL team and the Bills are an AFL team. Now, this pisses the AFL off and they basically retaliate by signing several players who are already contracted to teams with the NFL. With that, the NFL and the AFL, they get together and they start working on negotiations. Um, Because you have issues such as you've got free agents, college prospects, they're coming up into the draft. Well, you have each different league trying to get these people and it's just all sorts of mess. So in... 1966 is when they actually signed the merger for the AFL and the NFL to come together by the end of the the 1969 season. With the signing of the merger is what actually created the AFL-NFL World Championship game, also known now as the Super Bowl. Now, the purpose of that was the AFL and the NFL champions would play against each other at the end to determine which league had the better team. And that is how the Super Bowl was born. I learn new things every day. I just want to go back to that guy's last name that you said originally. Yeah. That sounds like <laughs> something out of a fucking sci-fi movie. Googliak? It's like Gogolak or Googleak. I, I believe it's Google-ac? Pete Gogolak. Gogolak. Dude, like, I, I swear, that sounds like an alien last name, like you're on a space station. I was wondering why that last name sounded familiar. So the whole nine yards, uh, one of the characters in there, his name is Yanni Gogolak. So I was sitting there, I was like, I know I've heard that last name in something before. Is that Bruce Willis's character? No, it's uh, Kevin Pollock. Okay. Do you know what the highest scoring game in all of Super Bowl history is? Uh, You know what? I actually don't. 1995, the Chargers versus the Niners, a combined total of 75 points. The Niners scored 49 and the Chargers scored 26. Hmm. Which is crazy because I was born in the 90s. I have no recollection of the 90s. I grew up with a whole bunch of 90s shit into the early 2000s. But still to this day, I'm like, I always grew up thinking that the Niners and the Chargers were just shitty farm teams. Like, they made good money because they were, hey, look at how shiny my cleats are kind of teams. And I didn't realize that they were that big of teams back in the day. Like, growing up, it was always... You know, way back when, they used to be excellent teams and they just kind of fizzled out and... Then you have some teams like the Browns, who I just don't think they've ever been good. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, they'll have their day eventually, but probably not in our lifetime. Yeah. I can only remember, like, maybe one or two other game, one or two other games that the Chargers made it in. I don't remember, like, even, like, the Rams, like, in one of the households coming from divorced parents... I remember the charge or the Rams being like one of the teams that we rooted for. I don't remember the Rams ever being a good team up until a couple of years ago when they had like one of the worst Super Bowl games of all time against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually one of the lowest scoring games in Super Bowl history because there was only 16 points scored in that game. Yes. That game happened on my birthday. And I had some friends over and we were playing games, watching movies, having a good time. And we'd all sneak off to go to the other room and watch the game for a minute. 
and we look at the score and say, fuck it, let's go back to having fun because this shit sucks. And we come back 20 minutes later and we'd be like, boo, this is boring. Then they all left and like we get to the end of it and I sat down and watched it. And I was like, you know what? I guess I just have to give up and just say Tom Brady is better than I expected because this is just, it's boring. I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt and call it good <laughs> at this point. I can't deny it. <laughs> and I don't follow football. So like, I can't be a Tom Brady hater or fanboy. When you hear so much about Tom Brady, it's just like, okay, fucking stop. You know, love him or hate him. I'll give Tom Brady all the respect. He has had an immaculate career. Now he did just announce a few days ago that he is retiring again. Maybe this time it's permanent. Maybe by this time next year, he'll be on the Raiders. Who knows? But, you know, he he's had a long run. He had very good career. In fact, you know, there's actually, he has defeated every team in both the AFC and the NFC. And there are no teams that actually hold a winning record against any team he's played on. That is surprising. The, the closest is actually the Denver Broncos, and they are 8-8 eight and eight against him. Holy shit. And coming from a guy in Utah where all you see right now is Cowboys, Broncos, and Chiefs fans, that's surprising. Yeah. Because, like, years ago, dude, all it was was Broncos fans. Before yeah, that, it was he, Cowboys. Now we've moved into the Chiefs territory. Well, yeah, everybody's got to hop on that bandwagon, you know? Aren't you glad that the Broncos have the best quarterback in the entire fucking world right now? Not the best, but I'll definitely say the smartest because he fucking finessed the Broncos out of a fuckload of money. Maybe he'll make it back into the uh, Major League Baseball. I apologize, dude. I sound like I'm so fucking drunk right now, and I promise I'm not. I am just so fucking tired. Did Russell Wilson play Major League Baseball? Yeah, he was actually drafted into the MLB, and he played on one of their uh, like second-string teams before he went into the NFL. Well, I think, I'm going to have to look at that. I've never heard of that. I think he played for the Rockies. Oh, he was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles in 2007. That's okay. There was another NFL player who went to the Rockies. Oh, no, he did play for the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. In the 2010 draft. Well, I'm just going to touch on each of the Super Bowl appearances that each teams have had that we're going to watch later this week. So, of course, you have the the Eagles. This will be this year will be appearance number four for them. Uh, they played in the Super Bowl in 1980, where they lost to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, didn't make an appearance again until 2004, where they lost to the Patriots. And then in 2017, they played the Patriots again and won, which was actually the win- first win in uh, franchise history for the Eagles. <clears throat> And of all teams to do against, the Patriots is a good one. That one surprised me and remind me of that game after because I got a story for live on air. <laughs> and then we have the Chiefs, who this will be their fifth appearance. Uh, 
They've got appearances back in 1967. Of course, the first Super Bowl, which was between them and the Green Bay Packers, and the Green Bay Packers beat them 35 to 10. Green Bay Packers won won the first two. Yep. Uh, then you have 1970, where they beat the Minnesota Vikings, and then you had that nice long 50-year drought where they never had appearance again, and then they come back in 2020 to beat the 49ers and return in 21 to lose to Tampa Bay. We all know that was scripted. But, and speaking of that, have you seen the picture that's been going around on social media of the supposed leaked script of the Super Bowl where the Eagles are supposed to win like 37 to 35? I have, but did you also <clears throat> look at their league record on supposed script? Because no, I didn't. I saw it. I was just I laughed at it because it's bullshit. But I didn't really look at it that much. So pulled up here on my screen currently is that the Chiefs and the Eagles are both fourteen and three for the season, right? Right. When I pull up this supposed hacked from the database, it shows the Chiefs are 16-4 and the Eagles are 17-3. and The fuck? <laughs> so I'm calling bullshit entirely because... Do they even play 20 games out of the regular season? No. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody can't math. Here, I'll send it to you, and then you'll take a look at it and be like, yeah, that doesn't line up. I have it saved right there. Sent. Boom. Done. Live on air. I will say, though, like, okay, before Patrick Mahomes, I grew up in Nebraska. I have no recollection of my time in Nebraska, but being that way, when it, com- when it comes to college football, my dad likes the Cornhuskers, like Nebraska Cornhuskers, so that's like the family team. And then my dad also liked the Chiefs for a long time. So it's like those two teams have been like bred into me. Like those are my teams for years. And now it's like I'm ashamed to even say that I'm a Chiefs fan. Like at this point, I'm not even a Chiefs fan because the bandwagoners have ruined the original fan base so hard. And it's like this year, I'll be honest, I'm actually excited, but I'm also disappointed because I hate Eagles fans and I hate Chiefs fans with a burning passion. I know a lot of Chiefs fans and they are just dumbasses. Are are they Chiefs fans or are they the fucking bandwagon fans that came out of the last five years? For both teams playing in the Super Bowl, um, a lot of that, it, I will say 90% of the people I run into, it's bandwagon fans. Like, I've been a big fan of the, this team for like the past five years. And I'm like, no shit, because what the Eagles won within the last five years, like, yeah, five years ago. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> oh man, Philly's just a, it's a different planet there. Win or lose. They're going to have a good time when they win. They're really going to have a good time. They're just, they, they've always been obnoxious fans. It's just how they are. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways, now, it is pretty cool to see that, you know, you do have two brothers starting against each other in the Super Bowl. That that is a pretty cool thing to see. Um, I don't know if you ever listen to the podcast, but uh, pull it up. They they already had their new episode this week. Talk a lot. And of course, that's the majority of what they talk about is football. Uh, sounds like they're pretty excited to get to face off with each other in the game. Now, obviously, they're going to be out on the field at the same time since both are offensive players. But uh, really easy for 
you know, his parents who I know they like to, or his, their parents, because I know they like to go to their games. They actually get to sit down and go to only have to go to one place to watch both their sons play this game. So I think that's pretty cool. I actually listened to one of my favorite podcasts earlier and they did an episode on football and they had another host on for, well, I, they had a host on from another podcast and let me pull it up here. His name is Danny Solomon. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. So he has a podcast called Sorry That We Love Football, I think is what it's called. But it was actually a pretty good listen to on that episode. Sorry We Love Football is the podcast name. Okay. I'll send you the link to the episode that I just listened to. I had a good time with it as much as I don't really get too much into football. But I was actually pretty interested in like just the way that this host carried on about it. I was like, it actually made me pretty hyped to talk about football and so i was like we're gearing up to talk about the super bowl sunday so what better time to listen to it yeah so i actually crashed out the third the last uh like 20 minutes of the episode before we hit record so i'll send you the link to that one if you're interested yeah absolutely okay you'll probably know a lot of these answers right off the top of your head because you have more knowledge than i do but what is the most overtime in Super Bowl history? Don't be cheating over there. Oh, I absolutely am because I can't. I can't think of any game, Super Bowl games that have gone into overtime. Only one has gone into overtime. Well, I'm glad that's not a more common occurrence. <laughs> there was one a couple years ago that uh, was pretty damn close, and I remember watching it. So it was the Patriots versus the Falcons, 2017. That was the only game to ever go into overtime. Mm. Which actually surprised me because you look at like how stressful some of these games can be when you watch a football game. Like I don't usually watch the regular season games. Like I'll usually sit down and watch the Super Bowl. It's On tradition, typically around my birthday or on my birthday, watching football. My birthday is kind of like a tradition if it's Super Bowl Sunday. So it's like you sit down and watch it and you get so invested. And usually it's teams that I give no fucks about. Like what was there was a big one. Um, 2008, the Patriots versus the Giants. I had no fucking cares about any of the teams that played. I think I was rooting for the Giants and I'm not trying to be like a because I don't give a fuck about the Giants, but I think I was rooting for the Giants that year and it was just a fun ride to watch that game. I don't remember much of it. That was 10 years ago, but like, you know, you, you sit there and you watch these games and they get so high strung and it's it's almost nail biting. You're on the edge of your seat sometimes. and You're like, come on, just one more. You guys can fucking do it. And then it goes into <laughs> overtime and shit. And you're like, oh, fuck. But like thinking back, it's like, really? Only one Super Bowl since technically 67 of when the first Super Bowl is actually named. But you're like, out of that many years, only one went into overtime. Yeah. So it's like, is the other team really that shitty? that they can't push it as hard. Who holds more Super Bowl wins, the AFC or the NFC? Um, well, I know Tom Brady is the answer. So I'm going to say NFC. I can tell by the look on your face that was a yes, but you're actually correct. 
Well, I was actually looking because it's like I know AFC and NFC. They're like if you look at the map of the US, it actually is kind of like semi divided in like a weird way. And so I was trying to think, well, where has Tom Brady actually played? Because he's got the most appearances out of all NFL players. It is true, but he spent a majority of his career in the AFC. Well, I was just taking a lucky guess. Can't, can't I just win once? God damn it. Okay, here's a good one for you. How many shutout games have existed in all of Super Bowl history? Now, when you say Super Bowl history, are you talking from 1967 on, including the regular or only Super Bowl games? Only Super Bowl games. Mm, that one, I don't know that one. No team has been defeated without at least scoring three points. So there's never been a complete shutout in the Super Bowl, which actually surprised me. I mean, kind of going back to the overtime, like I'm surprised on both of those answers. You see some of those teams that just get decimated. There's no win in sight. I mean, look back to 2014 when the Seahawks absolutely destroyed the Broncos 48-3 to 8. Like, they got lucky on the eight that they even scored in that game. So here's one for you. The halftime shows. Does the NFL pay the performers? I'm going to go on a limb and say no, the sponsors do. I don't know about the sponsors, but the NFL itself does not. Just the way you proposed the question, I was like, huh. I don't think that they're going to pay 50 Cent that much. (laughs) Do you know who has spent the most in Super Bowl ads of all time? Probably Pepsi. Wrong. Really? Budweiser. Ah, that would have been my next guess. As of 2021, they have spent $470.5 million. Budweiser's commercials for the Super Bowl have always been some of my favorites. They've, they've been pretty good. I think third in the ranking was Pepsi. Pepsi was either second or third, but I think that they were third on the list that I looked at. I mean, I'm not going to complain. That's my favorite beer. So, uh, yeah, good on them. That's just so much money to spend because you don't make that much money off of the ads themselves, but they make so much more money off of sales. Like fucking Mattress Mac can drop $12 million on a fucking bet and then make $20 overnight in sales almost. Well, that's the thing about it. When you put these ads out, you're not putting the ads out to make money off of those themselves. Like, yeah, I'm sure they get being seen by however many people. I don't know how all that the national television but then when you got people going out and buying their product that's where you really get your money what is the biggest beer that is sold for super bowl sunday it is bud light i can semi agree with that i mean bud light with two limes after you mowed the yard i think it goes down pretty good i'll stick with budweiser well i i know you will or yingling that is a I saw a thing that they are approximately one month away from starting sales in my area now. I'm just waiting for the day that they actually come to Utah so I can try this shit out. If that happens before I go down there for the wedding. From the last time it expanded, it took them another five years to even and to Kansas. So I think you're still quite a ways away from that. Yeah, unfortunately. When you're out here, though, we'll make sure we have plenty of it. Well, as long as I can get some before the end of the year, I'll be happy. The next one, you'll probably shit your pants when I say what it is. But like you look at 
how much Budweiser has spent over the 54 Super Bowls that they had been sponsoring. You're like, yeah, that's a lot of money, but you got to account for inflation a little bit. All of that added up. I feel like that's sizable. It's decent. Not a big deal, but it's like even like the low end commercials for the Super Bowl 10, 20 years ago, the minimum was like one point five million dollars just to even submit your ad. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's when you have the majority of America watching TV. That's when they're going to see the see the ads and get the product sales. Whenever I've had to work on Super Bowl Sunday, dude, no matter what job it has been, it is the slowest fucking day at work. Even if we're fully staffed that day, no one is showing up to any business to do anything. No one's ordering anything. No one's buying anything unless it's like fast food and the majority of it's wings. Oh, yeah. Or Subway. That's the thing. You don't you don't cook an actual meal on Super Bowl Sunday. You have party food. So you have Thanksgiving is like the holiday where the most food is eaten in the United States. But the Super Bowl is the number two day for that. I originally I was supposed to work this Sunday, put in vacation just kind of as a, you know, if I get it off, great. If not, whatever. I mean, I'm still going to watch the game. I'll just either be at home relaxing or I'll be watching it from my phone. And I actually got that approved. So I get to be home and relax to watch the game. So you want to know something funny? Hmm. Not necessarily related to the Super Bowl, but where my birthday typically ties in with Super Bowl Sunday and my birthday's not on Super Bowl Sunday this year. This was the first year ever in my working career that I've had to work on my birthday. No, lucky you. (laughs) Ever. And it's like, it's never that I've had to, I've like taken the day off or anything like that. It has just naturally fallen off on one of my days off of work. Or at some places I've worked in co like my bosses or coworkers would be like, dude, just take the day off. It's your birthday. And like, I was given the day off naturally. This happened at like one place. There was one place, though, that I was like, I was requesting the day off after my birthday. And they were like, well, no, because the day before is Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, that's my birthday. And they're like, I don't believe you. So I pulled up my driver's license and they're like, this could have been faked. What the fuck? (laughs) And I was like, this is a legitimate driver's license. And they're like, because it's your birthday, I'll let you have the I'll let you have Monday off. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, thanks. I faked my driver's license to do this when I had to submit documentation to even work here that showed when the hell I was born to begin with, dipshit. It's like all of the information that's printed on a driver's license, you think I have, like, I would have spent more money to get a fake ID than I would have been losing taking the day off. Yeah, no shit. That's good God. Some people, man. I mean, then I found out like two, three years after that that boss had it out for me and apparently was building evidence to fire me when my manager and my manager before this manager said I was one of the best employees that this place had seen. Yeah, some managers are just shitty and not meant to uh, be in those kind of jobs, but somehow they slipped and all I can say is if you listen to this show and you're one of those managers that you're out to witch hunt your people instead of helping them improve and increase productivity or make it a better workplace, you know, whatever, get fucked. I've, I've had plenty of those managers and that is 
what drove me to get into a supervisor position when I was in one. Obviously, I'm not now. And uh, yeah, I learned exactly what not to be. So if you're one of those kinds of people, I have no use for you. I don't care if you continue to listen to the show or not. Get fucked and have a nice day. And uh, if you continue to listen to the show, Keith and Chase will send the teenage redneck assassins after you. You heard it here. (laughs) All right. Next on your list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I think we could probably get into uh, we've been touching on the Super Bowl commercials. We could probably get into that and kind of see what each one's favorite commercials have been. I didn't dabble like into like researching the commercials. So off the top of my head. This could be a fever dream. I know that the commercial exists, but I have like a memory that it was a Super Bowl commercial, but it was the guy out fishing. And then the bear comes up and him and the bear square up and they're like going into a boxing match. And then it kicks the the bear in the nuts and then runs off with the salmon. And it was like a canned salmon commercial. I definitely don't remember that. It's like, I don't remember if that was a Super Bowl commercial at all. But Doritos has always had amazing Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. And there's two that come to mind. And there's the one where it's like the guy's eating the Doritos and then he like sticks his finger in the hole in the wall and then his finger comes out clean. <laughs> and then there's a guy in the office next to him and he like licks the fingers clean. <laughs> that was a good one. And then the other one is the, uh, the time machine one. Have you, do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. So the kid has like the the time machine box and it's like an older like refrigerator cardboard box. And it was like, enter the box and go through the time machine. And the guy's eating Doritos. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, shaking yeah. the box. <laughs> and then the old guy comes out and says, like, get off my lawn. And he's like, you've grown so old. That one was great. I'm pretty sure it was an insurance commercial. I can't remember the football player's name. But it's like anytime someone would make a mistake into the office, the guy would just straight up fucking tackle them in the in like their cubicles and shit. I know that one was a Super Bowl commercial. I know his last name started with a T. He was one of the football players who got in trouble for showboating in the ozone or the the ozone, the end zone. You just described my friend. I remember he was one of like the big people who like because he was showboating so hard that they were like, that's against team spirit and yada yada like that's unsportsman's like conduct yeah terry tate that's the one i was thinking of the reebok commercials this was like right when you could rewind commercials and the tv show and everything you're watching on cable not my grandma who at this point has passed away but my other grandma it was we were celebrating my birthday and the Super Bowl that weekend. And we watched that one. And my grandma was laughing her ass off. And we had to watch it like six times because my grandma was having the best time of her life watching Terry Tate just destroy everyone in the office. <laughs> I'm getting mixed with another. This was an Emma. Uh, sorry. An NBA player one. That was the insurance one. But that's the one I was thinking of was the Terry Tate where he's tackling people in the office. What uh, what Super Bowl commercials did you like? Uh, you know the ones that really stick to memory for me as some of my favorite. Um, the Budweiser commercials. Now, obviously, you have like their respect commercials that they've aired. 
for the victims of a you know September 11 2001 but then you also had their funnier commercials like the uh the uh, frogs that they used to have like I think their original commercial was like three frogs that were outside of a bar and they're just slowly like bud why zer and it's just dude I haven't thought about that one in forever <laughs> holy shit <laughs> um and then the other ones oh god the e-trade like the talking baby i i remember that one yeah yeah that was those were a couple of my favorites i just thought of another good one i don't remember if i don't know if you'll remember this one i'm pretty sure it was a go daddy commercial you remember like go daddy was like the one of the biggest supporters of nfl do you remember the one where it was like all the bodybuilders running down the street to the spray tan salon Huh. And it's like New York City, and it's like the streets, like the cars are all parked, but it's like the whole street is just flooded with bodybuilders. And they're like, imagine the scene in Happy Gilmore when it shows his boss, I can't remember his name, like the guy with the nail in his head, and he's running and he's like, <laughs> that part. But that was like the bodybuilders, like slow motion, just running down the street because a spray tan salon had opened up. That was another good one because it was like they were like working out and then like they get a notification on their phone or some shit like this place is now open. And so like all these gyms are just clearing out with bodybuilders to go get spray tanned. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that one. We already brought it up. Finger foods, side dishes. What is your go to Super Bowl Sunday? It's on the table. You're just going to keep going for it. What is it? Pretty much anything that's set out. I don't have anything that. A, a must-have for Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, whatever's out, I'm going to eat. I don't care. Not like chips and queso, chips and salsa, because you can just leave that on the table for a couple hours and just keep digging at it and have a good time. Nah, what, whatever's there is. I, I am not a picky eater by any means, so whatever's out, nah, it's it's fair game. Have you ever had like a six-foot sub for Super Bowl Sunday? No. We did that one year. Dude, that was fucking awesome. Not going to lie. Because I think uh, if you order it in advance, you can get two foot sections in different meats, depending on where you ordered it from. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, these two feet was this, this two, you know, and so on and so forth. And so it was like, everyone got the kind of sandwich they wanted. But dude, like chips and queso, you got that in a crock pot on a low setting where it's just, it's warm, but it's not cooking it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I I mean, you, usually when we get together to watch the Super Bowl, I mean, you'll have pizza, popcorn, chicken, wing, you know, chips and queso, you know, olives, jalapenos, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff just kind of laid out. Um, so it's, yeah, nothing that I'm really against eating, so if it's there, it's free game. That sounds like the best Christmas to me. As we talked about on our Christmas episode, I was like, finger foods are the best thing for Christmas. Yep. Fuck making a ham or a turkey. Dude, finger foods, like, when I think of Super Bowl Sunday, I think of Christmas when we did that, because it was like... Oh, dude, just the same good foods that you just want to munch on all day. Actually, you know what? There is one thing. 
now that I think about it, and it's not just Super Bowl specific, it's like any holiday gathering, if it's there, I'm going to hoard it, and that is seven layer dip. Seven layer dip. I was thinking you were going to say like little smokies. Nah, I mean, I I live with one of those, so you know, it's... You know, this is a PG Minecraft server, so we don't use that <laughs> language over here. <laughs> I haven't had Little Smokies in probably like five years. Well, I'm sure I'll probably have some this Sunday. There you go. I don't think we have anything big planned for Super Bowl Sunday. Like My kids could give a fuck less about Super Bowl Sunday, so it's kind of like, I want to watch it, but we've got too much shit going on in my house, and everyone's going to be like, well, I just want to go do my own thing in my room right now. Let them go do their own damn thing. Get your fiance on board. Y'all just chill, make your own food, have a good time, and then just hang out with each other and watch the damn game and relax. I'll probably go get some fucking take and bake pizza. There's a local joint here that I I actually really enjoy their pizza. Just go get a couple family pizzas, some breadsticks, throw it in the oven before there, game time. There you go. Get you some wings to go with it. Pick up some beer. Tell your fiance, you know what? If they don't want to watch, forget them. Let them go do their own thing. Me and you, we're going to sit down. We're going to hang out. So we're going to watch the football. I will try, but... I will message your fiance and tell her this is happening. Well, if I get tased in the middle of the night because of you... You know what? I'm going to do it right now. I probably wouldn't. She's been battling a pretty bad migraine. No, never mind. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll talk to her tomorrow when I go home from work. <laughs> I only have like really one more thing to go on my list here before we call it an end. I don't have any more of the commercials or favorite dishes. Over the next five years, what teams would you like to see win the Super Bowl? Over the next five years? Oh, man. So Steelers number one. So the, yeah, the next yeah. four. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have to be like Steelers, one per year, just a Steelers, couple of years in there. Steelers, and then, uh, yeah, we'll give the Raiders one, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was sitting here thinking about it. I was like, man, like, in my mind, I would like to see the Bills finally win one. Mm -hmm. And then I'd give it to the Falcons, and I'll throw the Cardinals in there. Uh, it's like the Cardinals will be going to the Super Bowl time soon. I don't think so either, but I mean, think back between what was it, 2013 to 2018, like they were actually a damn good team. They had what Fitzgerald was his name on their team. Yeah, but see with their quarterback, and as long as Call of Duty stays relevant, unless they ditch Kyler Murray, it's just it's not gonna happen. So what does Call of Duty have to do with him? Uh, he is really big into Call of Duty, and at one point, I don't know if he's still on the same contract, but it was actually worked into his contract with the Cardinals that he had to spend like so much time actually studying their playbook because he would fuck off doing anything work-related to play Call of Duty. Gotcha. Well, I mean, get that fucker out of there. I think the Cardinals, the Falcons, and then the Bills. Bills number one on my list. Slowly over the time, and especially 
since we've been recording the show and we've talked a lot about football over the last little bit, I'm really starting to get away from the uh, the Chiefs fandom because it's like that was my team for years and now I work with a Chiefs bandwagoner and I'm like, oh my God. And they do the whole thing of like, I've already mentioned it before on the show, that they throw we into a sentence. Oh, we got this, man. This is our year. This is the year that we're going to win. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to contribute to the fucking team winning? Yeah. You're not doing shit. You are not a part of the team. You're not the 12th man as the Seahawks proclaim. You're not a part of it. Like, settle down. I've caught myself like years ago in the past talking about hockey. I was like, I don't know, man, I think we can do it. And then someone called me out on it and I was like, oh, shit, I did it. And then I sat there and I was like, I can be a supporter of the team, but I don't need to be acting like I'm on the team. So I've actually thought of at least a couple. I would like to see the Bills. They would be a good one to see win a Super Bowl. I would also like to see the Bengals win one. Obviously the Steelers, so there's there's three right there. I actually agree. I think the Bengals are overdue because the Bengals have won what? One? I don't see them on the list for any wins yet. So I think Bengals, I think Bills, Bengals, then the Falcons, then the Cardinals. And you know what? I would even like to see, and I'm picking all AFC teams here, but whatever. I would also like to see the Ravens win. The Ravens won 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, but see, usually if I can't watch the Steelers play, my second choice is the Ravens. I can get behind that. I don't mind the Ravens. I have no issues against them. The Jaguars, on the other hand. Fuck the Jaguars. Ray Carruth ruined that for me. You're looking a little confused. I mean, no, Panthers. Sorry, Panthers. He played for the Panthers. He was the guy who got into drugs and shit and then killed his pregnant girlfriend. And the baby survived, and now he has, like, severe health issues, and he's been in... I don't know if he's out of prison. I think he's out of prison now. But he's trying to, like, make amends and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a man of God, I'm a good guy now, yada, yada. And, like, the people who have custody of his kid are like, nope, you cannot come near him. Good. The only other thing I had was uh, Super Bowl halftime shows. We have not talked oh, about Oh, yes, that. we didn't. What are a couple of your favorite halftime shows? There's only a couple that I actually really remember. So I had to, I had to pull up a list, but I'll let you go first because it's your question. Uh, well, some of my favorites was uh, Prince. His halftime show was spectacular. The Janet Jackson halftime show when uh, she whipped out a whole boob and just had the... When you got to see titties <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> I I think that makes every man's list of top Super Bowl shows. I mean, shit, when was that? We would have been like prepubescent at that point. Like God, what? that was like 2004. And we were like, Mom, what's a clitoris? <gasps> Boobies. <laughs> Last year's halftime show, I'm going to have to add that as one of my favorites. That was a damn good show. That was a damn good show. Not one of my favorites, but I thoroughly enjoyed it when I like because I don't remember much of the actual game itself, but I did watch the halftime show and I was I was enjoying it. There was no moment of that last show that I was like, eh, this is boring. 
they put on a performance and mm-hmm. not like a show just so flashy fireworks and all the bright colors. They were like, this is a fucking concert. Let's go all out. Yeah. And that's what I loved so much about that one. I think the thing that killed it for me to make it like a rememberable one was Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. His performance in it to me just kind of was like, eh, it, I was bored with it, like his performance, but like Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, even Mary J. Blige, they all did good, but like the Kendrick Lamar performance of it was subpar. No, I did get a kick out of all the the memes and everything that were popping up after the fact, because of course, you know, 50 Cent wasn't advertised to be in the halftime show whatsoever, but then all of a sudden he pops out and all the memes that I saw of like, when he was hanging upside down, like 50 cents out there looking like a whole dollar nowadays and shit like that. <laughs> I remember that when I was like, is he got fucking big, not like fat, but like he got muscular. Yeah. Like, not to say he never was, but he got fucking bulky. And it was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Speaking of 50 cent, I did love his performance in Den of Thieves. Yeah. And then another one I'm going to throw in, and not that I'm really a fan of their music, but uh, J-Lo and Shakira. Okay, I can I can see it. Uh, visually pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> the ones I'm going to throw on here, number one on my list might actually surprise you. And it's not that I'm actually a fan of his music. I could care less about listening to his music, but the show was fucking phenomenal, in my opinion. Number one. Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was such a fun show to watch. I really got behind that one a lot. Mm. For me, it was because Flea has been in so many movies and stuff. And so it was like when I see when I saw Flea come out on stage, I was like, oh, fuck, this is good. Like, I had a good time with that one. The next one I would have to throw in there is the Rolling Stones. I Honestly, in my mind, I could care less about the Rolling Stones, but that was a good show that they'd put on. That was back in 2006. They played some good, like most of their hits. I think they played like three songs for the halftime show, but that was just a good one because it was like bringing back some of the old times, a lot of the music that I grew up with from that era Mm. of what my grandparents and my dad and mom listened to and whatnot. I really, really enjoyed that one. Don't care for Prince and whatnot. I don't remember really watching that show. So I can't say that, yeah, Prince did a good good job on that one. I'm not going to say Michael Jackson. Sorry, I can't do it. I <laughs> really like the two that stand out to me would be those two. But since you did mention it, yeah, I will say last year's performance. I'll I'll throw that on my list for sure. That was a good performance because they knew what they were about when they went on stage i didn't know what to expect because i was like oh eminem's doing it you know i'm not a big fan of eminem not against his music i think he's a highly respectable artist but not my style then you see everyone else who's coming out on stage it was just like oh shit it's getting better and better and then obviously the lackluster part that i talked about before right when 50 Cent came on, I was like more into it at that point. Not going to lie. It's not a bad selection. But I, I pulled up a list of like the best 15 of all time. So I'm like, 
because more likely these are the ones that I actually remember. Right. Pre like 2001. I'm not going to remember, but anything after that, like that was when I really started paying attention to football and watching it on a more consistent basis. So a lot of those are more memorable, memorable for me. I, I don't keep up with football. It's like, there's been quite a few years that I've actually missed out on the Super Bowl. So I don't know who performed. I think I missed like the Justin Timberlake performance. Lady Gaga. I'm pretty sure I missed that one. Maroon 5. I could give a fuck less about watching Maroon 5. I think I missed J-Lo and Shakira. (laughs) She's in prison. The one that I did watch that I just gave no fucks about was The Weeknd. Back in 21, uh, 2021. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't care about that one. That one was just like, uh, like in my mind, I'm sitting here like looking at the list. And I'm like, if it was Ken- Kendrick Lamar, I probably would have been like, okay, yeah, it was it was decent. But like the weekend was up there and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, that was boring. Like the one and only time I've heard or seen the weekend perform. And that was the one. It was one time too many for me. You're like, you ruined football for me. I don't want to watch the rest of the game now. Thanks. <laughs> so I know originally I, you know, I predicted that it would be the Bengals and the Eagles playing in the Super Bowl. But that's obviously not happening. We have the Chiefs and the Eagles. I I just feel like the Chiefs are going to be too weak of an opponent for the Eagles. And I, I'm going to say that the Eagles are going to win by We'll say eight points. Are we going to put that as our bet? Uh, you know what? I haven't even checked to see what bets are going to be available. But uh, we're definitely going to make something. Well, let me know when you're ready to place that bet, and I will match your offer. Yeah, I'll probably do it on a Saturday. Okay. It's usually if they're going to put any booster out or anything like that. Or here, let me just log in real quick and see if they have anything out yet in preparation for this. <clears throat> While you do that, I'll share my Eagles fan story. Go for while it. While you're looking up everything. So I know we off air talked about this guy and I, you were like, I don't really remember playing with him a whole lot, but he was a big, big Eagles fan and he came over to my grandparents' house the year that the Eagles were playing and they won. We had some drinks. We had some food. His fiance and their, and her little girls came over and we had a good time. I was like, I don't really know much about fucking football. So I wore my hockey Jersey while we watched football. And I was like, yeah, I just want to hang out have some drinks, food, you know, whatever. So we went outside and we had a halftime cigar. Cause it was like, right before the event started for the halftime show. I can't remember if it was before or after. Anyways, he like just kept pounding beers all night long. And like, you know me, I like to drink as well, but it was like, dude, it was non-fucking-stop all night. They're getting ready. They're heading off to the car. The girls are already seated in. And I'm walking him to his car. And he's like, man, you just have no idea how long I've waited in my life for the Eagles to win. Like, this is the biggest event in all of my life. And just keeps going off, off about how this is such like a 
monument in his life that the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl and his life's not ever going to get any better until they win again and yada yada. So I'm walking to the car with him and he goes to like get in the car and he sits down and he just has like this strange look on his face like a rabid dog. And I was like, hey man, like, sorry if I said anything to upset you. He goes, no man, it's okay. I just, and he keeps like repeating himself that he's just so happy that the Eagles won and yada yada. And then just starts violently vomiting all over my fucking driveway. Oh God. (laughs) I was like, well, can I get you anything? Do you want like a soda for the road, some water? And then just like, got like instantly pissed off and was like, I'm just going to go the fuck home. And then just slammed the door to his car. And then his fiance was like, well, thanks for having us over, you know, like his girls just, or her girls, because he wasn't their dad. But like, in retrospect, he's the only dad that those girls had really ever grown up with. Right. And they just sat there and like colored and played games and had fun with people who were at the party and didn't really care to watch football. And like, I looked at like everyone else in the car and they were all confused as to why all of a sudden he just got pissed off because he puked all over my fucking driveway. And I was like, oh, okay, man. And then like the next little while we were still friends. He acted like nothing ever happened. I'm kind of concerned still in my mind that some uh, domestic violence happened when he got home because there were some issues going on in his house after that night. And I've worked with a couple of other people after that who were like big Eagle fans. And they all said the same thing. Like, man, you have no idea how like big of a monumental moment that was that the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. And like, where are you guys coming up with this term all of a sudden? (laughs) Did people start jumping on the Eagles bandwagon once Mark Wahlberg was in that movie, Philadelphia. Probably, you know, that always, there's always some sort of reason you get your bandwagon fans, but then as soon as the next team's the hot shit, all of a sudden they're a fan of that team. So I know it's not like the funniest or craziest of stories, but really dealing with like a hardcore fucking fan. And it was just like, to me, that, that instant switch that he just threw up and then was all of a sudden mad. He went from, oh, I'm loopy, I'm drunk, and then, like, ready to rip someone's head off. I was like, okay, well, I know that you're going to be turning cars over in your neighborhood, just like all of Philadelphia is right now. I see they're they're climbing street poles and partying on top of bus stops. Ain't that no shit. All right, what you got for the bet before I call it a night? Because I'm going to be up in five hours. All right, so they do have a profit booster on there um, for making a same-game parlay bet. Um, so I think I'm going to wait till a little bit closer in case odds shift to actually place the bet. But I think I'm just going to do like 10, 15 bucks. I'll send you 15. I get paid on Wednesday. So I'll just Venmo you as soon as I get paid. That'll work. Yeah, because like even like just making sure that I actually got the booster like five minutes ago and open it back up, there's already been an odd shift. So I think I'll wait till like Saturday night to actually place it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, once we have some better numbers there, then we'll figure it out. Go from there. And So who's listed as the favorite? 
uh, the Eagles are. Okay. The Chiefs are going to be going into this as a as the underdog, so we'll see how it goes for them. But I just I don't think they're going to pull it off. And you got to think though, Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. He does. I imagine by the point that they play the Super Bowl, he'll pretty well be done dealing with that. The biggest thing is going to be the fact that they lost pretty much all of their receiving in the AFC championship game. They were down to like fifth and sixth string receiver. So I haven't seen yet if any of them are healthy enough to be playing again, but that's going to be the biggest thing to look out for. their wide receivers. Well, I'm glad that you know what you're talking about because I'd be like, yeah, I'm voting for the team that I want. <laughs> well, folks, that's been the Super Bowl episode. I think Keith and I will probably call it a night. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Patreon, Discord, whatever tickles your fancy. We've got plenty more content on Patreon and Discord. So if you ever want to chat with us too, Keith and I are usually pretty available. We can hit you back up yeah absolutely and even if uh during our you know you guys throw out some questions any topics you want covered we uh are more than happy to do it so hop on in there and join us for the fun there you have it guys i'm gonna go to bed yeah me too it's like 2 a.m i'm tired thanks for joining us this week everyone be sure to like and subscribe follow us on facebook do us a favor go over to patreon Check out the tier listings we have, see which one fits your needs. Until next time. <laughs>